Nation, did you know you can schedule your real estate sit-down with the guys at rondonsitdown.com? That's rondonsitdown.com, and you'll get a free camp mug that says I sat down with Ron and Don. I have 13 of them. Maybe even the guys will take you camping with your new mug. Now back to the show. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 436 now of the Ron and Don Show, and oh yeah, we are live from the Les Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, I see a lot of anti-Britney Griner stuff, and of course, she's the WNBA star that is stuck in a Russia prison right now for the next nine and a half years. And it's kind of interesting what the United States is willing to give up in order to trade, right? Anyway, there's a lot of people think, yeah, we shouldn't trade her. Uh, she's a traitor, uh, and she should stay in Russia. Also... Coming up, Steve Martin says after this next movie, he is done, and he's not going to travel anymore. He's not going to do stand-up. He is just, he's done. He's going to retire from the entertainment field, and I think that is kind of interesting because you see a lot of stars today that don't retire, but you go back. It's kind of an old-school thing, right? Johnny Carson, back in the day, you retire. And you're right off into the sunset. Looks like Steve Martin is getting ready to do the same thing. Before we do that, though, let's get to this. Marshawn Lynch. Uh, of course, you know him from throwing Skittles in 2013 when we won a Super Bowl here in Seattle. Remember that? He's on the ride, the duck boat. And I'll never, never forget going by and everyone's throwing Skittles at him. And you know what? He just turned around and he threw him back. I also have to say he was completely loaded. And people thought it was super funny. And I remember him going by in the duck boat. And he had gotten on the cheerleader's duck boat. And then he got on his own duck boat. Because he's just his own guy, right? And, of course, he made a lot of money and a lot of headlines. Because he wouldn't speak to the media. And the thing is, he would speak to the media. He just spoke to the media in a different way that the media wasn't used to. He's pretty smart about it. Anyway, fast forward to now, right? Because he comes back, he makes, uh, he puts on a Seahawk uniform again for a second time. Didn't look super fit, but we kind of all looked away from that because after all, he's Marshawn Lynch. And here he is, 13, 14 years in the NFL, over 10,000 rushing yards. I don't think his numbers will ever be great enough to get him in the Hall of Fame. But I think a lot of us here in Seattle, we love and care about him. So, And I do, too. What's interesting about Marshawn Lynch, he played at Cal. And you can go back and look at some of the interviews he did when he was at Cal. Marshawn Lynch is not only wicked smart, but spoke very differently when he was at Cal. He, he, he spoke in a way where you were just like, when you, when you fast forward to now, you wonder who the real Marshawn Lynch is. And if he was a, playing a character back then of a student at Berkeley... And the guy we see now is kind of who he always was or the reverse of that because they seem to be two very different people. Anyways, in the news again, he has a DUI. He, it's announced he gets a DUI down in Las Vegas. It's 7.15 in the morning, the same week that the Seahawks are supposed to announce that they have hired Marshawn Lynch to come on. Isn't this interesting? And to basically 
uh, be a reporter and do TV commercials for the Seahawks. This is his second DUI. I think the reason why the Seahawks wanted him is because they saw the way he was able to move this city single-handedly when it came to the Sounders. He was able to fill that stadium when nobody else could. Uh, and the Sounders might have had something to do with that. But what he was able to do is is because in order to fill that stadium, you have to find people that are casual or even non-soccer fans. He was able to do that. He had that crossover uh, appeal here in the city. So nonetheless, here's my question. When it comes to Marshawn Lynch, number one, should he maintain this job that he has with the Seattle Seahawks because of what happened with the DUI in Vegas this week? And number two, Ron, any any concerns at all about Marshawn Lynch? Well, I mean, it, we this is we've had versions of this story for various athletes and politicians and people of note for as long as we've been broadcasting, and I, I still am always bewildered by it, especially in the age of of ride shares, um, where if you're a person of note, uh, like you said, he has resources. He claimed to have never spent a game check and always just lived off his endorsements. It, it really logically makes no sense why this would ever happen uh, to a professional athlete or a person uh, that is as high profile as Marshawn Lynch. Uh, to just take five seconds to plan ahead. I'm going to an event where I'm going to drink. I'm in Vegas and I'm going to go party. Uh, let me get a cab. Let me hire a driver. Let me, you know, for a guy like him, get somebody in your crew that's going to be your designated driver and drive your Escalade or whatever it is you're going to go out in. So like that part of it is a, is a monumental lack of judgment on his part. And then especially like you said, to have it happen at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, at the same, having said, I would never condone drunk driving, driving on the sidewalk, fighting police officers. It's not like he just got pulled over and he was okay. And when you look at the picture of him, by the time they take that picture and, and he's at the sheriff's office, he had not been drinking for quite some time. He couldn't have been because he's in custody. Uh, and, and he looked royally effed up. But I think a lot of people that go to Vegas at 7.15 in the morning Look royally effed up. The difference is you don't go for a joyride on the sidewalk and then start fighting cops. So, in terms of the, his relationship with the Seahawks, um, in a way, and again, I'm not condoning uh, drinking and driving. In a way, this is kind of on brand for him. This sort of outlaw, anti-authority image that he cultivated over the years. I, I just don't, I'm, I'm here, so I won't get fined. I think there's a lot of people where it it wouldn't be a disqualifier for him. Uh, Like they would still want to embrace him. And this isn't a thing where you go, oh, I never want to root for Marshawn Lynch again. I think that there, even the majority of Seahawks fans would go, yeah, that was dumb, but I'm still like Marshawn Lynch. I think Marshawn Lynch, I like him. I think he has a major problem when he recently revealed, and this is horrible for kids, you guys. When he recently revealed that he would do shots uh, before and sometimes during games, uh, and that's celebrated. When when you're like 23, that, that's interesting and maybe fun and funny. But when you're like 43, you got a problem. And 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 he's well into his 30s now, headed to 43. And there there has to be some pain and trauma in his life that he has not dealt with. 
And my concern is, and I go back to Richard Sherman, uh, you think about the violence that he bestowed on his mother and father-in-law. What would have happened uh, during the pandemic if he was able to beat that door down? And you go back and you look at the video of him. Uh, and Richard Sherman is a pretty imposing guy. Uh, and I I met him at a wedding, and he told me that he listened to our show. He was very kind and nice. But you put alcohol in that system. You think about him wrecking that car, the places he drove, the construction site that he went through. And, and Richard Sherman at least came out and said, you know what? Uh, I apologize. I need help. I'm going to get that help. And now as a result of that, I, I believe he's still together with his wife because I think that was the thing that he's upset about. And, and now he has a gig at Amazon on Thursday Night Football. I applaud that. I, I don't think Richard Sherman has to go through the meat grinder publicly. It's good enough for me that said that, hey, I got an issue and, and I went and got some help. That's good enough for me. Now, if he's working Thursday Night Football and he has another episode that's even close to that, uh, then it looks like he hadn't done his work. So I just think for Marshawn Lynch... To, to I, I think he has a real problem when it comes to drinking and is somebody uh, that dealt with trauma in my life by drinking pretty heavy when, when I was younger. I, I needed help and, and, and I went and I turned the page and, and, and I just hope for him that he gets some help and that he turns the page and he deals with whatever trauma that is. Because again, it's, it's not a great look for him it's, it, I don't think it, I don't, if that's on brand for him, I don't think that that's a great brand. I don't like him saying to kids that, hey, I did shots before the game. Cause now I guarantee you that there's kids in high school that are going to be going out and doing shots before games because Marshawn Lynch did it and he went and won a Super Bowl. Uh, so that's really my concern. I'll give you the final say. Yeah. Those are all uh, uh, great points. And, and again, like I, I, I don't know if I can sit here and, and say, that Marshawn has a, a, a serious drinking problem. He had a, a serious decision-making problem in this instance. But, uh, you know, I've been a guy that would, if I went to Vegas, would, you know, go out and, and party at night. But I'm not going to drive. Like, I'm definitely not going to drive. I think a lot of people go to Vegas and, and might have too much to drink. Yeah. I've heard that. <laughs> I have heard this. This seems to be true. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, it's Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. If you've been thinking, ah, maybe I can squeeze in one or two more road trips this summer. The weather's been so great. Why don't I drive out of town, at least for the weekend? If you're going to do that before you go, why don't you do a free pre-trip safety check with Les Schwab? You can schedule one right now at leschwab.com. So just go to the website, schedule that appointment, and then they're going to check out your tires, your wheels, the alignment of your car, your battery, brakes, and shocks. Nothing worse than being out of town in the middle of nowhere and you have a problem with your car. Get it checked out for free at Les Schwab. And if you need any work done, they're going to let you know. Right now, if you do need new tires, you can save up to $200 when you buy four select tires with Les Schwab Financing. That's Les Schwab Tires, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. Attorney Ann Fitzpatrick needed to move to Tacoma for family reasons and turned to Ron and Don for help. The market was tight, but Ann spotted what could be the perfect house. It was Thanksgiving Day, though, so she emailed the guys and told them, hey, don't worry about it until tomorrow. 
And of course, they ignored what I said about don't work on Thanksgiving. And we immediately got in with an inspector the very next morning, uh, you know, immediately started strategizing. Ron and Don told them there'd be plenty of competition and a fierce bidding war. So instead of waiting, they came up with a strategy to put on the full court press and make an early offer to convince the seller to go with Anne. We actually managed to scoop up this house before anybody else had a chance. So if you're looking to buy in such a tight market anywhere around the sound, you need a team on your side with deep expertise, creativity, and tireless dedication to their clients 24-7, even on holidays. And it all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down at ronanddonsitdown.com. Please hit subscribe on your podcast player. We'd also love if you gave us a review. Now let's get back to building Ted. I mean Laverne and Shirley. No, seriously, it's R&D and with me, that's three. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. We have some great listings right now. We got a great house. We did a lot of work on it. It'd be a great rental uh, for somebody priced in the fives down in Des Moines. Also, uh, we have a great home priced at 125 up on Woodby Island, and it has an ADU. It's 3,400 square feet. It also has an adjoining lot that's a buildable lot, and it's right there on Goss Lake, you guys. So anyway, if you want to see it, reach out to me, Don at ronanddon.com. You can reach Ron, Ron at ronanddon.com. Everything is at ronanddonsitdown.com, and we got a pretty cool house coming on in Green Lake this week, too, that I think you'll like. So just reach out to us, and again, more info at ronadonsitdown.com. Brittany Griner, WNBA, uh, she had a lot to say about standing, sitting, kneeling for the flag. Uh, she also, just to make ends meet, you guys, because in the WNBA, you don't make a lot of money. So you have to play in other leagues overseas. And she had decided to play in this Russian league. And over in Russia, they pay pretty good money. In China, they pay pretty good money too. Anyway, she got off the plane, she got, uh, evidently she had some hash oil. I'm not even sh- totally sure what hash oil is, but she had it and she got in trouble for it. She pleaded guilty. She said she used it for medical purposes and now she's doing nine and a half years over in Russia. Uh, LeBron James, who by the way, has the inside track for owning a NBA team in Las Vegas. Isn't that great? An expansion team, finally, an African-American that's going to own a basketball team or a football team. I think that's awesome. He has been one of the sports stars that has come out and used his leverage to say, hey, if I was over there or somebody in the NBA was over there, we'd all be going crazy. But I'm not over there. It's Brittany Griner, and he is doing everything he can do to use his leverage to keep it on the front page. He says that if you're Brittany Griner... Why would you think that the United States government cares about you because they basically have left you to rot over in Russia? So I think some of that is smart (laughs) if you're LeBron James because you're trying to use that leverage point to get America to respond. And we have. We have now said, hey, we got a really bad weapons bomb guy from Russia that we uh, supposed to spend 34 years in our prisons here. Hey, Russia, if you want him, we'll give you him. We want a twofer because we also like another hostage that's been over there for quite some time. A uh, United States Marine that got caught spying, evidently. So it's a two for one. Russia has said, hey, we're not going to do this in the media, which means, of course, we're going to do this in the media. 
And if you're Russia, do they really want a guy to come back that's been a weapons guy for 34 years? Or do you really want the United States and LeBron James and everybody else to stew about Brittany Griner over there, especially when the United States is sending Western weapons to give the Ukrainians to take out the Russian military? So if you're Russia, I think maybe you hang on to it for nine and a half years uh, because this is one of the only ways, one of the only ways that Russia can get over on the United States right now. Uh, and Ron, what say you about Brittany Griner? Do you think she deserves to rot in a Russian prison? Because after all, she went over there, played basketball for a Russian team. A lot of people say screw her. What say you? Well, I don't say screw her, but I do say... Uh, if she admitted to bringing cannabis products into a country where it's well known that cannabis products are banned, then that is not a smart move. So if she, you know, she she has to know that that is illegal. She has to know that you are going to go through customs. Like like she's not a rookie. She's traveled around the world, uh, you know, as a professional athlete. You you just you got to know the protocols of the countries that you're going into and not think that, oh, well, I can squeeze by because I have a high profile and they're going to look the other way. So in that regard, the fact that she got caught, no one is saying, oh, I went through customs and they planted, you know, cannabis products on me so that they could then arrest me. Uh, You know, she, she chose to put that in her bag and to take off. Now, I, I guess you could say, well, I didn't realize that it was illegal, but I don't think that's a viable excuse. If you just take it fast forward to where we sit right now, this has now become uh, political bargaining chips, as you said. And so I, I think it's in the best interest of both countries to do some sort of prisoner swap. I mean, that's really what the end game here is. I don't know enough to know how valuable politically a WNBA player is versus a, you know, a spy or a weapons expert. And to LeBron's point, I don't think LeBron James and the people that he has surrounding him who appear to be very smart and professional would allow him to travel with pot or with hemp oil or whatever the oil was. Yeah, NBA guys, sometimes they like to travel with guns. Right. No, not there's in, a lot of NBA guys. That not internationally. Ca- that got they caught don't. with guns for a long time. They do. And, and almost every guy in the NBA smokes weed, you guys. And and for them to not get caught with it, I think it's a lot of times because they're flying around on a team plane, though. So I'll give you the Yeah, it could be a private jet. I, I just think this is a, a quagmire. Uh, it's now turned into political political motivation. So I, I think that uh, all the experts that I've heard talk about this on uh, you know different podcasts and sports shows, they all seem to agree that it's playing out exactly the way they thought it would play out, that there will be some sort of prisoner exchange and that she will not end up serving. Who's an, who's an expert, though? Um, like when people say all the experts? What, who, legal who legal you, analysts, who, people the, that have been the, in the State Department or have worked with uh, Russia on other we're political just a, exchanges. We're just as much experts as they are. We have big social media, Facebook followings. Yeah, I've never been to Russia. <laughs> I have no idea. Hey, you guys, don't go anywhere. We'll see you in uh, about a minute. Hey, Ron and Don here with Mitch.loans. You can go there and get a loan and still save half a percent on the value of your loan. Mitch, interest rates have gone up and then they've gone up again. What does that mean for people buying a house? 
They have gone up and they're supposed to keep going up. So what it means is jump now, lock in that rate, and be happy that you did when rates get up to six, six and a half percent in a couple months here. Wow. Is that where, is that where they're going? Six, six and a half? That's where they're going. That's what everyone's saying. And, uh, and we believe them because the Fed's going to keep hiking rates and we're going to keep hiking rates to go along with them. All right. So how, do, how, how, does, how does a lock-in work when you say lock it in? How, what, what, what does that mean? So when you lock in your rate, it means that you have gotten an accepted offer on a home. And at that day, you get to choose your loan terms. You get a percent down and you lock in an interest rate, which means for the life of your loan, you have that rate. It's not going to change. So even though it still could be going up before you actually close on that property you're locked in you're locked into that you're locked in for life all right go to mitch.loans right now if you're thinking about buying a house he has a special program for ron and don nation listeners where you can get one half a percent of the value of your loan he can tell you all about those terms go to mitch.loans right now all right you guys welcome back to the ron and don show don't forget it's a great time to buy ron's been writing i think he wrote three offers this week and they all got accepted if you want to buy reach out to ron Ron at ronandon.com and let's get going. And don't worry about paying a little more on the interest rate. You can buy that thing down and you can refinance and 18 months when the interest rates connect. So now is the opportunity to get out and buy because it's knocked a lot of buyers out. So, and sellers, your house has to be on point. If it's not turnkey, you can't bring it to market unless it has a deep, deep discount we have free on right now they are all turnkey and beautiful and boom they're all gonna get snapped up because they look amazing so still a great market for sellers out there too and it is still a seller's market technically so hey you guys it's kind of interesting steve martin a wild and crazy guy i don't know if you've ever followed his life but he was amazing at stand-up and he used to do this skit called a wild and crazy guy that you probably saw on saturday night live well he was one of the first comedians to take his act out and leave taverns and leave bars and even leave nightclubs and comedy clubs. And he could fill up stadiums. One of the first comedians that could actually fill up a stadium by being a wild and crazy guy. If you've ever heard him play the banjo, in fact, I was playing some Steve Martin for my son the other day because he really, my son, my son he, he's such an old soul. He really likes some of the older comedians, loves Steve Martin, just when he sees him with that arrow in his head, howls laughing. And, and he didn't know that Steve Martin played the banjo as well. So we watched one of his acts. And then, and then we listened to him as he played bluegrass. Not that new grass, that bluegrass with his bluegrass band. He's one of the finest uh, musicians in the world. And then also, they say, uh, is it Mensa? Is that how you say it? When you're, when, when you, what is it when you, have a, when you have a genius IQ? Yeah, Mensa. Yeah, so... so uh, he's also part of Mensa as well. well if team. you remember the thing that uh, catapulted him into those stadiums, he had a hit song called King Tut. Yeah. And people didn't realize, like he had used the banjo as a novelty in his act when he's talking about uh, what would have saved Nixon is if he could play the banjo. And that was a funny bit that he would do in the white suit tour that he had. But he came out with King Tut and there was this movement at the time where uh, there were these novelty songs were blowing up. And there was a radio DJ that also had a, a, a novelty song about like a duck or Donald Duck or some 
duck thing, the duck dance, some some sort of deal. It's, uh, it'll come to me here in a minute. And Steve Martin jumped on that train, wrote the King Tut song. It became a huge radio hit That's right. as a novelty. And then people that were just radio fans and not really comedy fans found out that he, they thought they were going to a concert. You know, there were oh. many people that would go to that show that were like, wanting him to do the King Tut song uh, and not necessarily didn't even know that he was going to perform this entire comedy set. Yeah. Well, then he said, and and it's not, and I've heard him interviewed, Martin Short interviewed him about it. It wasn't because of drugs or it wasn't because of family or it wasn't because of marriage was falling apart. He got to the point where he was so exhausted doing that, putting that arrow on his head every night and traveling around the country. He just said, I, I can't do it anymore. and I, And I can't keep doing it the way that I'm doing it. Because uh, he's a perfectionist, and he's like, I, I don't think I can do it any better than I've been doing it. I'm exhausted, and so he started writing uh, and directing, and just being involved in movies. He went and got some of his comedic friends, which is what a lot of comedians do. They leave that circuit, uh, like a Jerry Seinfeld, and then they, but they, then they always end up going back. Like Jerry Seinfeld has to do stand up. He has to. He has to do it. He writes a joke every day. Joan Rivers was the same way, right? You walk in her house and she had three by five cards everywhere. She'd write a joke a day. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld write it, started writing a joke a day because Joan Rivers wrote a joke, a joke a day. There are people like that. Jay Leno has to be on TV. He does. Remember Johnny Carson wrote off in the sunset? Jay Leno does a game show. He does the car show. He'll do Hollywood squares, Hollywood rhombuses. He'll, he'll show up anywhere and he still does his, his Las Vegas show as well. Anyway, Steve Martin has said this, that he has a new movie coming out. A lot of times when you have a new movie coming out, you say, ah, this is kind of it. It's actually a Netflix show. Is it? He says, this is it. He is done. And I believe him. Jim Carrey recently said the same thing. And I think people that find peace in doing other things where you don't have to stand up on a stage and get your acceptance and your love, uh, I think you can get to a point where you just don't have to do it anymore. You don't want to do it anymore. And you have other hobbies. Like Jim Carrey has said, for instance, you know what? I, I've made the movies I wanted to make. I've played the characters I wanted to play. I've made the money. It's enough. I have enough. He spends a lot of time in Maui. In fact, you can go by his beach house sometimes if you're on a board. And you can see him out there with his tiki torches on and playing the ukulele, which my son loves. He's like, let's go talk to Jim Carrey. So I, th I, I think it's kind of interesting that Jim Carrey has said the same thing. He said, I am done. Steve Martin is saying he is done. Do you think he's really done? Or do you think this is just a way of him trying to get people to go out and 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 watch watch a movie that he made? Right? Well, this show that he's on with Martin Short and I think Demi Lovato, it's a murder show, like a murder mystery show based in New York. That I think the schedule for that in your 70s is pretty grueling. You know, when you're doing eight or ten episodes or whatever the Netflix uh, run is on that. And so I can get when you're looking at the prospect of doing that entire new season to just say, okay, I'm done after this. I don't think he's going to ever entirely disappear. Uh, if you've seen him when he does just a straight music show, he's world-class on the banjo. He loves it. The band he's able to put together because he's Steve Martin are all the best players. And, and if you've seen him go out and play venues the size of like the Grand Old Opry, where it's maybe 800 people, 600 people that just hardcore bluegrass fans, he, he lights up. Like you can tell that he, he absolutely is having a ball doing that, playing instrumental bluegrass music. And so I, I think he's going to have, he has enough avenues 
to where, you know, he could write another book, he could do uh, another music tour. But in terms of grinding out television again, uh, it seems like it'd be a good time to step away. Like he he's accomplished pretty much everything he'd want to accomplish. And if you're a Steve Martin fan, he wrote a book, I believe it's called Life Standing Up, something like that. It's a it's a autobiography. Uh, it's really, really interesting uh, to to hear how he formulated his act. He was really groundbreaking at the time. The choices he made uh, just as a comedian and then going into directing and, and acting, it's a, it's a really fascinating story. So I, I would highly recommend that book. Even in the book version on tape is great because uh, he reads it as well. Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Ron and Don Show. If you want to get in touch with us, and again, if, you're, if you've been thinking about buying a house, Ron is having tremendous success right now with some of our buyers. Yeah, I would uh, do a sit-down. Let's do a sit-down. Email me, ron at ronanddon.com. If you, especially if you got battered around these last couple of years and just sort of got the wind out of your sails and like, ah, this, this is too much. I'm just getting beaten out uh, over and over and over again. Call me. Let's jump back in the game. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm confident I can get you a good result. Yeah. Also, if you're looking to buy a house, we have one down in Des Moines right now. We've done a lot of great work on, uh, the people that own it have done a great work. It's been a rental. It would be a great rental for you or a great first home for somebody. Uh, and you're right near the water. You're not on the water, but you're near it. Super cool. You guys, I think you'll love it. Also, we have one coming on up in Green Lake. It's not on Green Lake because you can't be on Green Lake, but you're virtually, you're a two-minute walk to Green Lake and all the great shops, and you can go boating out there. Some people swim out there. I don't know why. <laughs> I've seen people catch a fish, and I asked them if they eat it, and they said, yeah, they're going home to eat it. I was like, ooh. <laughs> anyway, Green Lake, all the restaurants, all the coffee shops, uh, the 2.8 or the 3.2 track all the way around. It's really great. It's a great neighborhood. And you can just jump on the I-5 like that too. You're two minutes away from I-5, right near light rail. We've done a lot of great work on this house. Um, so you can reach out to us about that home. And then also a great home with an ADU. So it's two doors on Woodby Island. You could buy this home. You could make it cash flow. And then uh, you could live in one unit or vacation in one unit. You can Airbnb out the other. Airbnb out both of them when you're not there. It's a great, great property with an adjoining lot that perks, uh, has a drive, and it's buildable. You could build on that thing in the future. Uh, and then you could sell it off and pay for the house that you just bought. So there's all kinds of cool trick things that you could do with this property, you guys. So reach out to us. I'm 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 Don at ronanddon.com. Don O'Neill on Facebook. Don O'Neill 34 on Instagram. Ron is ron at ronanddon.com. And then Ron Upshaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. You'll see the Ron and Don Show. Oh, my! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only! Only! Only, only, only on the Ron Don Radio Network.